Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. For today's show, we pulled a lot of research out there, along with some general advice and even opinions. So please be aware of that as you listen and take that into account when making any decisions in regard to the material that we're sharing today. And remember to always check with your doctor in regard to any health matters. And now, on with the show. During medieval times, one of the most popular torture devices was called a torture rack. It was a sophisticated device that was designed to stretch the victim's body, considered to be one of the most gruesome tortures of all time. Until, of course, <laughs> along came getting beach body ready. Talk about torture. I liken the torture rack to getting beach body ready. I mean, we do stretch and starve, and it is torture. Why do we perform this ritual every year? Psychologists will speculate insecurity, lack of self-confidence, and even pride all play a role. Pepper that with a goal, G-O-A-L. I don't know, human beings are nuts about goals. They're heavy-duty motivators. It's always get in shape for the wedding or the graduation, or in this case, the beach. The battle cry goes out. Well, I, for one, am putting down my sword. <laughs> That's why this show is titled Beachbody Not, with the capital N, capital O, capital T, don't get me wrong, I am all for being healthy, but beach does not have to equal suffering, yet another diet and exercise routine to look good. It doesn't have to always be lose 30 pounds in 30 days for the perfect beach bod. It is more important to seek a 30-day program for the perfect beach body for you. And I realize everyone wants to look good, beach or not. But here's some secret ways you can get beach body ready without that annual carrot and squat ritual. How, you ask? Consider less drastic yet highly impactful methods such as, first up, hydrate. Without adequate water intake, skin appears fuller and wrinkles and pores more prominent. Hydrating can lend to a healthy, glowing, radiant skin. Stretch marks. They gotta go. Your bod can look great if you get rid of your stretch marks, either via researching some creams out there or possibly through a microdermabrasion procedure. Those are two thoughts on it, but you really have to do your homework. Not everything's going to work. And then for overall body hair, it can be addressed through some laser and wax treatments and even some simple hair removal creams to get that smooth look you're after. 
While we are on the subject of creams, consider products for moisturizing your skin, including those legs for a lustrous look. Yes, moisturizing is not just for elbows and feet, people. Now tans, they've always been considered sexy. So get yours going with a safe tanning product on the market. Pull the look together with some sparkling choppers using teeth whitening solutions. But you say, Mary, can I slim without the gym? Sure, start now by using the stairs instead of the elevators. Standing instead of sitting, especially when you're at your desk. Get an active hobby going you enjoy, like biking, golfing, swimming, you name it. So long as you're moving, you're grooving. And another great way to get a slim-looking body without arduous dieting and exercise is being sure to pick the right bathing suit. Here's some tips. If you are top-heavy, experts suggest wearing a dual-colored suit with a dark color on top and a lighter color on the bottom. Big busts can be minimized with a solid dark color. Small busts can appear larger using pads, frills, beading, or other fascinators. And the same goes for help with big hips. Put the emphasis up high. Now for the tummy area, the tough tummy area. You will be after a suit with the life-saving tummy control panel. God bless the person who invented that. A dark color at the stomach will also help you fade the bump. Wraps, drapes, or diagonal stripes are also effective camouflage machinery. (laughs) To make short legs appear longer, purchase a swimsuit that sits high on the leg. And lastly, and folks, this is sage advice for swimwear or anything you wear, go DC as in dark colors. They are your friend. (laughs) Dark colors are golden for a slimming look. What else is in the bag of tricks? Greg Sims is here with more coaching. Greg is the co-owner of Interactive Fitness Trainers of America, an internationally recognized fitness certification company verified and approved by the U.S. federal government. Based in Raleigh, North Carolina, the company has certified members in all the U.S. states and also in several foreign countries. Welcome, Greg. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, Triangle 411 provides info for everyone, so we'll serve up some recommendation for those who do want to go the diet and exercise route to arrive at their idea of a beach body perfection. But for now, let's continue with the focus on beach body not and cover a few more ingredients to look good and more importantly, feel good about your appearance at the beach and everywhere. So let's start with something pretty simple, although we could all probably stand to work on it. Posture. What's your take on that, Greg? 
Well, it is really important. Uh, first of all, when someone enters the room or space where there's other people, um, if they have good posture, then they immediately portray confidence. It doesn't have to be overconfidence, just good, strong confidence in themselves. And I believe everyone should have that healthy confidence. So standing tall with your shoulders back and down is the way we would say it. If we're talking exercise science, we would say retracted and depressed. With your head and neck neutrally aligned with your spine, looking straight ahead, and your sternum lifted. Your sternum is like right below. If you were to put your chin down towards your uh, towards your chest, it'd be right there that bone. So if you tend to lift that, uh, then you you usually have good posture. And I, and I like that you mentioned confidence because confidence to me does equal beauty. So so that's great. I'm glad about that. Agreed. So there's a lot out there on cellulite with suggestions that include eating high-quality protein foods to strengthen the collagen fibers and reduce cellulite, including foods like flax seeds and dark berries. And there's also some creams on the market and even a vacuum massage device that claim to address the issue. Here I got to say, viewer discretion is advised. You got to research that stuff. But but let's go on to something else, you know, and, and, and here's a quick way to lose nine pounds fast. Sometimes when you feel bloated, you are bloated. And when it comes to beach bodies, you can actually look up to nine pounds heavier. What can we do about this bloating you know, um, when it comes to the food choices that we make, that's that's what I like to call it rather than diet. Um, but uh, everyone understands the word diet. But food choices, um, I think it's it's a little trial and error for each person. Everybody's made genetically different. Uh, the same with cellulite. Um, it 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 may be something that it is something that we just have to try a couple of different things. The more um, water that we drink, uh, the less soda or um, you know, that type of drink or and sugary drinks are always going to be better for us uh, regarding bloating. And any time that we overeat, even if it's foods that are fresh and what we'd call clean and, you know, what's often mentioned as uh, things that would not bloat you or, you know, or, the, or even those that might possibly bloat you, if we, if we stop when we're full, when we feel satisfied, then usually we don't overdo it and we don't have to deal with the bloating. I just find that some people will wait too long to eat something and then they eat too much of it, even if it's the good stuff. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be a little trial and error. And when eating, um, you know, when you're making your choices, just stop when you feel satisfied, you know, back away and, and then come back to it when you feel a little hungry again. And you mentioned some of the clean foods that, that, can cause bloating, even though they are healthy foods. And, and some of those are like broccoli, kale, apples, peas, and beans. And on the opposite end, some good foods that do not make you retain water are things like bananas and avocados, oranges, and cucumbers. So, and again, with the drinking, you mentioned the carbonated drinks. Tea is a great suggestion, especially if you put ginger in it, because ginger is known as the flat stomach food. <laughs> yeah. And we love that. Yes, I'd have to agree with you there. Uh, and when, regarding the tea, if I might jump in, um, I think that is a wise choice uh, over other drinks, even, you know, even coffee, as much as I might like coffee, switching to tea uh, and 
and making the choice of what you're going to put in that tea out of everything that we do uh, can make the big difference there. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who start their day with a fresh lemon water drink, and then there are people who will um, drink hot water uh, or warm water later in the day or after their meals with a little bit of lemon in it. I'm not saying that you have to do that, but if that appeals to you, if that works for you and satisfies you, then that might be a route to go. Okay, and what's your thoughts on breakfast? We we hear so much about that's the most important meal of the day. Well, you know, when you look at the word breakfast, it's break fast, right? That's what it breaks down to. Um, it's after sleeping, that would be considered a fast, and then you're breaking the fast by eating something when you wake up. My general rule for me, and look, this is something that's very personal, like you have to decide uh, based on what you know that your body needs. There are many people that need to eat a larger breakfast because of various reasons, and they're going to know who they are. Um, then there are people who would rather have hot tea or um, a, a cup of coffee and wait a little bit to have uh, their breakfast. That's if it works for them. So for me personally, I prefer coffee for the first hour or so. Um, and then I'll, I'll put something healthy in. And, um, you know, there are moments where I have a larger breakfast. I really go by what I feel. If I know that I've got a big day ahead or a big moment ahead or I'm going to be talking or lecturing, uh, for my company, then I'm going to put a nice breakfast in so I can keep it, uh, you know, keep it together, so to speak. If I'm going to work out soon, after um, I have my coffee or my breakfast, then I keep it on the light side. But I do think it's good to have something before you work out. You've got to have some fuel uh, to energize your body no matter what you're going to do. And and here's a little insight, too. It's people who eat their biggest meals early in the day shed more weight than those who eat at the same number of calories later in the day. So these are all tips, you know, helpful tips for, you know, maybe losing some weight without the dieting and exercising, just tiny little things like this. Even something as simple as a brown bag lunch versus a restaurant lunch. Why would that be better, Greg? I mean, I would completely agree with you with everything that you said. And as far as the brown bag is concerned, then you know every detail of what's going in there. <laughs> you know what um, little extras may have been added or not added that will make a difference. If you go to a restaurant and you have something that tastes really yummy but it, it's claiming to be healthy, how do you know for sure what uh, extra ingredients were put in there from butter to extra salt to sugar to whatever? So when it's your lunch that you've packed, then not only are you probably saving money, uh, but you're also, uh, in, since you're in charge of every little detail, then you're able to map it out better. And studies indicate that if we write down, if we're really trying to, to watch what we eat, uh, if we actually watch it on paper by writing it down, uh, then, you know, those people tend to get better results. Now, you know, sleep. I mean, this is just, you know, just countless glorious things about getting sleep. And again, looking good. You don't want bags under your eyes. Talk to us about getting the right amount of sleep. So the right amount of sleep for most people is going to be anywhere between seven and eight hours. Not everybody can get that. Some people are happy with less than seven. Some people must have eight. I would go with what I knew worked for me to to, to shoot for. Now, some people that watch television late at night, um, tend to 
to not sleep as well. If you um, are going to watch TV, I suggest not watching it in bed, uh, and I suggest uh, going to your bedroom earlier. Reading usually helps. Listening to something that's of value, something that's calming is good. Um, everybody needs a certain amount of sleep. And you're right, you want to feel fresh and feel good the next day. There's nothing better to me than waking up and feeling good. And every day I'm grateful to say that I feel good. Um, if you are consuming alcohol, uh, that does affect your sleep as well. If you're not well hydrated, it affects your sleep. Um, the right positioning, you know, if you can make yourself sleep on your back, <laughs> not everybody can, <laughs> yeah. then it's going to be a little easier perhaps on yourself and choosing the right pillow. You know, if you have the um, ability or the um, funds, I should say, to, to um, really invest in a nice mattress, then I would love for you to consider that because we do spend a lot of our time uh, sleeping. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure the exact number. I guess it depends on how much uh, hours, you, how many hours you get per night. But a lot of your life is spent sleeping. You would want to invest in that. That all makes sense. Uh, so for Beachbody not purposes, I want to just let people know too that the more fiber you eat, the fewer calories you absorb from all the other foods you eat. Fiber traps food particles and moves them out of your system before they're fully digested. And, you know, again, with Beachbody not, that's easier than jumping jacks to be sure. But, you know, another thing that will help, again, a diet without a diet is being careful about snacking. Uh, Greg, talk to us on the subject of eating a meal versus this this calorie adding snacking that happens. Yeah, you know that that is something that can really bust a diet. That, that's what we're going to call it, or you know, the correct food choices throughout the day. Um, you know, people talk about little small meals. If that works for a lot of people. And for some, they prefer just to, to hold out to their main meal. Um, when we throw snacks in, depending on what the snack is, uh, especially um, it can throw things off. There's hidden calories uh, that may not be uh, either on the package perfectly or hidden ingredients that we're not considering that might react differently with us and our bodies, you know, with what our goals are. Um, I do think, once again, that that we should, you know, only eat when we're hungry <laughs> um, and look at it as fuel for, for what we're doing. Um, I do like the idea of uh, eating the meals earlier in the day, if at all possible. Um, but your snack choices uh, really need to be completely up to par. You know, For some people, like myself, when I'm hungry, uh, see, I like skim milk, um, but not everybody does or it doesn't work for everybody. But I also like almond milk. Or soy milk. So if you were to take a glass of milk and, and have that in place of a big snack that, that would feel, uh, maybe more filling in the moment, it gives you that instant gratification of having something that will, uh, you know, get in your stomach quickly. And, and I find that if we, if we drink something like that, um, it might be a better option, uh, as opposed to putting in something that has calories and extra salt and other ingredients. That's a great idea. I never thought about something like that. Yeah, it works. And I even did that at night. Um, when I'm tempted to want to have something sweet, I'm, I, if I can just have a glass of skim milk, fat-free milk, this is what I prefer, then um, it really satisfies me until the morning. So something else, and, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but alcohol, alcohol's calories. Ugh. 
Yes. <laughs> I think yes, depending how much you drink, you might be able to drop some pounds just by cutting out some alcohol. That is true. I mean, that is well documented. <laughs> Those that take a break from alcohol for like a week or two, not not only is it a good idea to do that if you're con- if you're constantly not constantly, but if you either crave it or you like to have a cocktail per day, or maybe you get carried away a couple days here and there. Um, if you could force yourself to try to do at least two days, then three days, then four days, then it would prove to you, number one, that you don't have to have it. That's the first thing, because that's important for all of us to know, actually. And then the second thing is that you may not only feel better and brighter in the morning, so much so that it may outweigh the 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 what whatever you received from the alcohol the night before, whether it was just calmness or whatever, um, it might outweigh it so far that you might choose not to drink. But if you were to give yourself about a week of no alcohol, I can just about guarantee you that you're going to drop some weight in inches. Mm -hmm. One last little tip here, too. Eating protein with every meal is beneficial. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consuming protein throughout the day, you know, people that do that saw better weight loss results when preserving um, and also preserving more lean mass. So there's another tip. So a lot of little tips here that, you know, you can maybe just work in protein and lose a little weight again without a heavy duty exercise, uh, diet routine. Um, so, so let's just talk a little bit because, you know, we want to be of value to all our listeners. So if some folks are determined to engage in a summertime weight loss diet, just really generalize. We don't have to go into specifics, but any other little ideas or thoughts? And again, I, I want to say out there before Greg replies, you know, for all of this, keep in mind, you check with your doctor before engaging in any diet or exercise, exercise routine. But any thoughts on that, Greg? You know, Mary, what you just said is so true. Um, I, I, I would never give an exercise prescription or or food prescription to someone without knowing everything about them and having spent time with them. So, yeah, I'm being very general with what I'm about to say. Um, when it comes to, you know, your food choices, uh, everybody is, you know, what, what I think is important is that you need to choose something that is something you can sustain for a while, something that actually appeals to you, not something that's so drastic that you dread it and that it doesn't taste good. If it tastes good to you, if you can find something that satisfies your need, then you'll be able to stick with it longer. Um, you know, there are many people that talk about fasting, and I, again, would be extremely careful to tell someone to do that unless they really know what's going on with the body and unless they check their position ahead of time. But really, that's nothing more than not eating continually <laughs> throughout the day and just choosing certain times. But if you find yourself needing to, to eat at a certain time other than what you have set aside for yourself, then go for it. But um, also, you know, when it comes to trying to get a certain look or trying to get a certain um, beach body, if that's what you will, um, you know, it it all has to do with genetics as well. So I want you to keep that in mind and not be discouraged by it. Just understand why you may carry uh, fat in a certain space and then work with it in a number of different ways. Um, when it comes to uh, your food choices, you know, that makes the biggest dent in what you're trying to accomplish. I'm going to go out there and say it's, it's about 85 to 90% of weight loss is going to be your 
food choices. The exercise is the part that adds extra to it, and it's just heart healthy. It's body healthy. It's strengthening for you and your mind, and your, you know, it knocks out anxiety to exercise. There's a lot of reasons to exercise, but your food choices have to be on point. Um, you mentioned fiber before. I'm just going to throw a couple of things in there if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that I like a glass of milk personally at night, but if, uh, if I was going to have a salad, I'd like to wait until the you know the later part of the day to have that salad uh, because that's when I have cravings. A lot of people have cravings between six and say eight o'clock or even later. So if you were to choose a nice big <laughs> salad that would has the correct dressing on it, that's not going to load up calories and sugar. Uh, and extra fat in there, and the right kind of, uh, if you like nuts, the right kind of nuts, the right kind of cheese even, if you can tolerate cheese and want cheese, those are the kinds of things, um, you know, between that milk and that salad, it sounds very basic, it sounds like the 50s almost, but that <laughs> is something that um, would would help you fiber-wise and get rid of your cravings, knocking out the alcohol. Uh, I believe that you'll start to notice within a day or two even that soon. Uh, that things are fitting a little bit better and you're feeling better. Great. That was a lot of info. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. No, sorry about it. That's exactly what we want to talk about. And and probably just wrap up now with, again, for people that do want to exercise, we've got to be aware of that too. And, you know, we've got these glutes and core and waist, all these important areas for the beach. Any thoughts on, on that? Uh, yeah. You know, i I believe that, um, you know, since we know that large muscle groups burn more fat effectively, your large muscle groups are mainly going to be, look at it more as like lower body, for example. If you're working that lower body, you're going to burn more fat and calories. That's one thing that you want to keep in mind, even if you're not holding weight, but doing squats. And what I tell people to do that are a little discouraged about exercise is choose something, one or two things, one or two exercises that you can really excel in. Something that when you do, you think, I feel good about this. It could be something as simple as jumping jacks. And it could be something as simple as push-ups. Um, it's something as simple as squats. Do that and, and do it every day, even though we say not to train the same muscle group every single day. When you first start out, especially, or when you're trying to get into this, I want you to do something that makes you feel good and that you do well at. That you could go into the park and do it in front of people and feel good about it or do it at home. So I would choose two or three exercises, I'd concentrate on it, then I'd switch it up continually. Um, If you are a walker, add a little bit more distance, get the right walking shoes, find the right location that's safe and healthy for you, and add a little extra time and a little extra speed to it. And uh, that's why they say walking is the number one exercise for losing weight. For the general public, um, we've talked about a couple of things here, food choices, and then making sure that you cut out the alcohol or at least get rid of most of it. And then something as simple as walking, uh, all of those right there, those things will make a huge difference in your life in this journey. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here and all this helpful information from A to Z, really. And I, I know with your, I know that's part of what your company is about. So would you please give the website and information on it in case people want to seek out more? Yes, thank you, Mary. I'd be happy to. Uh, the company is IFTA or IFTA. Uh, the, the website is www.if as in fitness, T as in trainer, A 
a little dash like a hyphen, and then the word fitness.com. So it's ifta-fitness.com, and they can reach me by putting my name in front of that website, greg at ifta-fitness.com, and I'm Greg Sims, T-R-E-G, at ifta-fitness.com. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Greg Sims. So whatever waves you ride, beach body not, or beach body yes, do what's right for you, and you will always look and feel beautiful. Now, just before I go into our nonprofit spotlight, I wanted to tag something along because it's also to do with behavioral health issues, and it has to do with Duke Health. Answering a long-standing need in the community for enhanced behavioral health services, Duke Health is opening a newly built center at Duke Regional Hospital that will provide a setting specifically designed for the comfort and care of these patients. Some of the services include 42 private inpatient rooms, 18 private treatment spaces in the emergency department, courtyards, 30 outpatient clinic rooms, and more. So check out the Duke Behavioral Health website for more information. And for our nonprofit, we're going to talk about South Light Innovative Behavioral Health, which provides services for substance use and mental health treatment needs in the Triangle. They help individuals gain the tools needed to build a strong foundation for long-term recovery. Every year, their work helps transform the lives of over 8,000 people. For 50 years, Southlight has offered a safe and supportive treatment environment where individuals in crisis can receive comprehensive care offered with compassion and respect. They believe in treating the whole individual, not just the illness. Additionally, Southlight offers supportive services that enhance the effectiveness of substance use and mental health treatment. One of their core values is the commitment to meet people no matter where they are on their journey. They offer them the individual care they desperately need, regardless of ability to pay. Their service philosophy is to provide treatment and wraparound services that address the unique needs of each client as nothing is one size fits all. For more info, please go to southlight.org. Southlight.org. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. You can go to any podcast platform or have Alexa do the work for you to hear stories that we've done on all kinds of heroes, including face mask warriors, Survivor Corps, Halos for Heroes, and even one about a Purple Heart recipient Labrador retriever who served in Iraq. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 be easy going.